Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Kelsey Tamburino. Climate scientists are warning that sea levels could rise by up to a foot by 2050. The results from the new report led by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is another example of the devastating effects of climate change in the long term. Dramatically more Americans, millions more, could be vulnerable to increasing flood risk. And in the short term, decision makers and local governments along the coast and inland will have to account for these findings in their everyday planning. I mean, if you're going to build a school or a hospital or site utility infrastructure, you would want to know, is that even going to be there in 30 years? Today, Politico's Zach Coleman on why sea level rise poses a clear and present risk to the nation. It's Wednesday, February 16th. So, Zach, what were the big takeaways from this new federal report on Tuesday? What role has climate change played? Well, we're looking at a foot of sea level rise in the next 30 years, regardless of what we do on emissions right now. I mean, we've basically baked that into the system. And just for context here, that foot of sea level rise over the next 30 years matches what we've already endured over the previous 100. So we are quickly raising our seas because of all the ice loss that we've created in the Arctic from warmer temperatures. And what that means is we're going to have more land kind of swallowed up by these seas. You're going to see storm surges push higher inland. You're going to see high tide flooding become more common. You're going to see what are currently nuisance floods become more damaging floods. And that's the type of thing that's really going to affect everyday life far more than these major hurricanes that get a lot of attention. But these are things that we're going to have to deal with multiple times a year in various parts of the U.S. And how much damage does this report forecast and where? Is it just along the coastlines? So interestingly enough, this report doesn't really put a financial cost or monetary cost on all of these damages. So it's hard to compare how this does stack up with a major hurricane. So, I mean, we don't really know how to compare that. But we do know that these floods that are talked about in this report, I mean, they can happen on the coast, you know, where they use Charleston, South Carolina and West Palm Beach, Florida, as examples. But they also talk about Camden, New Jersey, which is a little bit more inland, being inundated with floodwaters, you know, hitting the sewer systems. I mean, a lot of these communities in the East Coast and West Coast, I mean, they they have combined sewer overflow systems where you have stormwater and wastewater going to the same system. So if you have more flooding and you're overflowing the sewer systems, you're going to actually be having waste come out into our freshwater systems. So these are some pretty significant effects on infrastructure as well that can have spillover effects on human health. Yeah, on infrastructure, what do these projections say about the impact on infrastructure in the U.S.? Well, it's saying that if you really think about how much we have on the coast, I mean, this is billions of dollars, are at risk of this flooding. And there's a press call on Tuesday as well that said this isn't just about necessarily what exists on the coast. Think about all of the commerce and goods that come in through U.S. ports and how those would be affected by sea level rise and military installations and 
on the coast, you think about water utilities, you think about electric utilities, you think about hospitals, fire departments, schools that need to be raised and brought out of harm's way. So you're talking about any number of facilities that are crucial to our daily life that are now going to have to think about more of these regular flooding occurrences that can really affect their operation, really affect health, things like that. So more broadly, how does Tuesday's report fit into the overall picture on climate change and U.S. and global emission reduction targets? Well, the report says that we're going to see this foot of sea level rise regardless of what we do on emissions in the near term. So the report focused on these near-term projections to try to give decision makers and local governments information they need for decisions they're making today. But it says, you know, we really have to do a lot more to reduce emissions to ensure that we don't have runaway sea level rise in the latter half of this century. So it showed that if we keep global temperatures from rising two degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, that we have a 50% likelihood of sea level rise of greater than two feet by 2100. We're not on path for that right now, though. We're looking more like three degrees of warming, in which case we're going to have massive amounts of sea level rise. You'll see places that are going to be harder to live in. I mean, you have people moving to the coast right now. About 40% of the U.S. population lives within 60 miles of a coastline. That's going to have tremendous effects on large portions of this population. Also, the COVID-19 pandemic caused U.S. greenhouse gas emissions to plummet by a record amount in 2020. That's according to EPA's draft annual greenhouse gas inventory released on Tuesday. Total U.S. emissions dropped by a record 9.1% in 2020. In total, nearly 6,000 metric tons of carbon dioxide were emitted. That figure includes other greenhouse gases like methane and nitrous oxide, which have a greater warming potential than CO2. For context, the decrease in 2020 outpaces the single greatest annual change since EPA began tracking emissions in 1990. However, experts believe the drop in 2020 will be followed by a sharp jump in 2021's level of the pollution as the economy rebounded from the first year of the pandemic. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Kelsey Tamburino, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that, one day, can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com forward slash RNG.